What's up, guys? This is The Live Project, and I'm your host, Olivia Williams. Tune in every week for exciting insight on music, television, film, and much more. Click that follow button, grab some popcorn, get comfy, let the episode begin. Hey guys, if you know me at all, you probably know about my obsession with the one, the only, Harry Styles. I fell in love with his music over quarantine, and the rest is pretty much history. So, that's why I decided to start a three-part miniseries that will revolve around Mr. Styles and his impact on the perception of men in media. So, let's hop right in. The name Harry Styles is met with the sound of screaming fans when spoken today, but this was not always the case. Harry Edward Styles was born on February 1st, 1994, and grew up in the village of Holmes Chapel, located in Cheshire. At the age of 16, he auditioned for the popular English competition show, The X Factor. Now I'm going to show you guys a clip from Harry's audition where he addresses the judges and gives them some insight into who he is. Hello. Nice to meet you. What's your name? I'm Harry Styles. Okay. Okay, Harry, uh, how old are you? I'm 16. 16. Okay, so tell me a bit about you. Um, I work in a bakery. Harry sang the song Isn't She Lovely by Stevie Wonder for his audition and was put through to the boot camp round of the competition but eliminated as a solo artist soon thereafter. However, this was probably the best thing that could have happened because it resulted in him being placed into the group One Direction. Yes, the One Direction. Zayn Malik, Niall Horan, Louis Tomlinson, Liam Payne, and of course, Harry Styles. The group skyrocketed to fame while still in the X Factor, with Harry clearly being the most popular among fans. This is where his branding as a womanizer began. For example, on the show, most of Harry's interviews and plot lines revolved around women, usually older, and how he treated them. One Direction went on to place third in the competition, but this was not the end of the group. They signed with Simon Cowell's record label, Psycho Music, and according to Chill Out Radio, the band released their first single, What Makes You Beautiful, in 2011, reaching number one in the UK charts. It now has over 1.2 billion streams on YouTube, and 500,000 plus streams on Spotify. The band reached record-breaking success, and as stated in their movie, This Is Us, their fame could be compared to that of Beatlemania. From the outside, it might look as if these boys had it all, but really they were overworked, strictly managed, and harshly branded. Harry, at only the age of 17, was linked with many older women from the very start, most famously 31-year-old Caroline Flack. He was only a child being taken advantage of, yet still seen as the villain. Interviewers would continue to ask about his love life much more than the other boys. For example, on The Late Late Show in 2011, Harry was asked about Caroline. Here's the clip of that. It was suggested that you were, you were being linked with the slightly older lady during the week, uh, the, the uh, extra factors, uh, Caroline yeah, Black. Do you want to do you want to put that, <laughs> that rumor to? Well, I was going to say to bed, but do you want to? Um, <laughs> 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 do you We're just really good friends. We just get on so well. So she's she's a really nice nice person. So we get on really well. So you're just just good friends. Who knows? Go see what happens. Yeah. I mean, yes. Okay. You see. 
this changes everything. Do you, fan, do you fancy her? I think she's really hot. She's very attractive. The question is, does she fancy, does she she fancy very, Thank you. She's a very attractive lady. Yeah. His response may seem childish, but that's because he was literally a child. Many media outlets bring up interviews like these as evidence for Harry being a womanizer, but he was so young and just adjusting to being in the spotlight. He was getting attention and responded as a 17-year-old would, with enthusiasm. As his career continued, he was linked with various other famous women, according to Page Six, such as Taylor Swift in 2012 to 2013 and Kendall Jenner multiple times from 2013 to 2016. It seemed as though any women he had contact with were considered a romantic relationship to the media. Harry may be portrayed as a womanizer in the media, but he has shown various times he is far from it. For example, in multiple interviews, he has asked uncomfortable questions about women and responds respectfully and firmly, making it clear he does not objectify them. Here are some of those clips. Women have a hard time controlling themselves around you, no? No, they're usually very polite. Sometimes girls will call a guy. If they're in a bar or something, they'll go, okay, that guy's cute, he's mine. We, is it like the rule like is... dibs. Yeah, dibs. dibs no, yeah. we don't really do that, to be honest. No. Okay. No. We feel like that objectifies women, and that's not really what we're about. Mm. Like, you we, are very respectful really of women. Really yeah. no, of course, always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So your mother's taught you well? Very well, she yeah. has. See, that's not the media training. That's mother. called a good mother right we there. We were raised, yeah. dragged. Love you, Mum. What's it like at your bachelor pad? I mean, I hear you've had to fit a turnstile on the door because there are so many girls coming in. Is this true? No. no. I've heard it's like a delicatessen. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say so. You wouldn't want to, like, objectify women, so... Would you consider females sport? None of us would ever consider females sport. There are many more examples just like these where Harry shows that he does not see women as objects, like the media paints him out to. He shows that just because someone is being depicted as one thing, it does not mean that that is who they are. Harry's actions definitely speak louder than the media's words. Some may think that after One Direction announced their hiatus in 2015, this image would start to disappear, but the media continued to villainize Harry and his relationships. One example is after the mutual split between Harry and his girlfriend Camille Rowe, he was painted to be a cheater by many gossip websites such as Extra IE, Grazia, and Daily Mail, none of them having any concrete evidence to back this claim. Harry, Harry so slowly started to win the media over, though through continuous displays showing that he was not the man they were making him out to be. For example, in 2019, Harry did an interview with the Rolling Stone, where he defended the f his female fans. The interviewer quotes Harry saying, How can you say young girls don't get it? They're our future. Our future doctors, lawyers, mothers, presidents. They kind of keep the world going. Teenage girl fans, they don't lie. If they like you, they're there. They don't act too cool. They like you, and they tell you, which is sick. He proved that men in the spotlight do not have to accept the role that they are put into by the media and can change their perception through continuous work and proof of who they really are. Well, that wraps up this first episode of my mini-series, Harry's Style. And I hope y'all will tune in for the next installment where I'll be talking about Harry's journey of finding himself through music.
Thanks for tuning in for this episode of The Live Project. Click that follow button and come back for the next episode on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. See ya!